Blog Talk Radio. Feel free to come and worship with us. We are at 4204 
Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I'd like to thank each and every one for listening to this show and also thank you for your continued prayers and support. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I have a question. You know, not so much of a question, but a statement. Many people base their lives and decisions upon reading horoscopes, palm reading, even going to psychics, or even something such as getting a fortune cookie. Now, although those things may be, to some people, entertaining or harmless habits, they think, it is actually a trap. It is actually a deadly trap which is also a form of witchcraft that could enter into your soul. In this episode, we're going to discuss different types of witchcraft and other forms of traps that the devil would use to enslave us or to enter into our spirit. In the episode called Closing the Gate, from the underworld or closing the gates of witchcraft. You know, it's very important for us to recognize, first of all, as believers, the devil is trying every way possible to remove us from the love of God, to remove us from the purpose and plan God has for us. We have to understand that. So realizing he's going to try every device, and sometimes he's not going to come with something big that we're not attracted to. He's not going to come through something ugly. Sometimes he's not going to even come through something real big. He's going to come through something that's so small, so subtle. Even in the Bible, it tells us it's the small fox that destroyed the vine. So a lot of times, we're looking for something so big, but unfortunately, we missed it. Unfortunately, we're looking at something, and we think because it's so innocent. Well, just because it appears to be innocent. We have to get to the origin of it to see if it's something that's made by God or sent by Satan. So what we have to do, we have to understand, Satan is very crafty. He's very crafty, and we must never let him take control of our lives. So, 
What does the devil try to do? He tries to bring a false representation to us. The Bible tells us that Satan is the father of lies. So what does he do? By him being the father or the origin of lies, he's, he knows the trickery. He knows even what type of truth to distort and what keywords to leave out to deceive you. He is a deceiver. So with that being said, what we're going to do right now, we're going to talk about witchcraft and occult. First of all, there are five, excuse me, there are five primary avenues into occult. Is superstition, divinity, spiritism, magic or sorcery, and supernatural phenomena. First, openings into the occult. First, superstition. Superstition is unfounded belief. Based not on the Bible, but on quote-unquote tradition regarding items or practices assumed to have supernatural beliefs. What are those things? Look at, first off, let's look at bad luck. Bad luck associated with supernatural power to or things we need to avoid. We've heard it. Black cats. Matter of fact, just thinking about it, a couple of weeks ago, we celebrated Halloween. But you think about this. Think about some things that we've heard throughout the years. Things that may promote bad luck, what they say. Black cat, if a black cat crossed your path, you go the opposite way. Walking underneath a ladder. Even thinking about the black cat, I told somebody this. If you see a black cat and you turn around and go the opposite way, if you go the opposite way and you see another black cat, what do you do? Somebody told me, well, you know, I just got to stand still. But think about this. What if you take your child to the hospital and there's a black cat on both sides? What do you do? Well, I'm going to tell you like, kid, I'm going to tell you like this. I'm going in my car, and one of them cats may be hit. (laughs) Like I said, walking underneath the ladder, that's something that most people say bad luck. Breaking a mirror, they say breaking a mirror will result in seven years of bad luck. Hmm. The number 13, even think about they say Friday the 13th. Evil eye. But also, not just what they say bad luck, which is superstition, but then there are others that are considered quote unquote good luck, but it's still superstition. Many people have their faith and trust in these items. A rabbit foot, they call it a lucky rabbit's foot. It wasn't good luck for the rabbit. Crystals, 
four-leaved clovers, horseshoes. Also, knocking on wood. But also, they think about religious items. Some people think, well, you know, all I need to do is give me a big cross to wear it upon my neck. And they put their faith and trust in that necklace instead of in God. So those are some of the things when we just think about it. Excuse me. But what we have to understand that those things, regardless if it's quote-unquote what they consider bad luck or good luck, is all bad luck. It's all evil. Those are superstitions. God did not give us the spirit of fear. But those people that believe in superstition, they actually, it actually placed fear upon them. Matter of fact, I know a lot of people because I work in a place that have elevators. There are so many people that have phobias. And superstition is actually placing fear and also makes a person have belief in a thing or a specific ritual, which, like I say, is unlike God. It removes, it's trying to remove you or lure you from having trust and faith in God. Matter of fact, my parents are from Mississippi, and I remember hearing someone say about sweeping the porch after dark, uh, sweeping the porch during dark, during the dark hours. Those things, it's so many superstitions, it's so many of them, but we have to remember no matter what it is, it's all superstition and it is not authorized by God. So looking at this, it says it's a this. <clears throat> what is the difference between learning something hidden because with a cult? The key thing what they try to do, they try to try to make you feel that there is something missing that God is not giving you, so you have to get it yourself. Just like when Satan came through the serpent to deceive Eve. Satan knew the scripture. Satan knew the scripture and he knew the key words to leave out to make what was told, what Eve believed from God to make her feel that what Satan or the serpent was saying was true. To make Eve feel, well, you know what? There is something that's lacking. There's, you know, I can become like God. When in fact, before sin came, we were already like God. We were not designed to die. We were not designed to get sick. But because of sin, because of the disobedience, sickness and death came upon mankind. So Satan would try to use things to make you feel that God is depriving you of something. But what we have to do is remember this. 
remember, God has everything for us. But, like I said, the devil going to try to make you feel that there is something missing. So, realizing, like this question, what is the difference between learning something hidden and studying biblical prophecy? Now, this is something called divination. Divination. Divination is an attempt to know and control the world apart from the one true God. If you want to, you can write down Leviticus 19 and 26. The Bible tells us, do not practice divination and sorcery. But also, what is the difference between divination and prophecy? Prophecy is a proclamation of the divine will of the one true God. But see, what the devil tries to do, excuse me, excuse me, everything pertaining to God, the devil will always try to bring in imitation. Think about this. Love and the devil tries to bring a distorted view of love, which is lust. Faith, but a distorted view of faith is fear. So when it comes down to prophecy, prophecy is coming from God and it describes or it centers God's will. But divination is proclaiming Satan's will. God received worship with prophecy, but Satan trying to get the praise that we give to God, or the praise of the worship that we give to God, he wants that for himself. So understand, there is a difference. Even the devil would try to use truth, distorted truth or partial truth to deceive you. Now, the other thing we talked about, superstition, want to ask a question. Just to be safe, isn't it wise to avoid a black cat or to not walk under a ladder? They say also even to avoid walking on a crack. There was a saying that said, you step on a crack, you break your mama's back or something like that. But if by chance, you do encounter a black cat or if you do as a believer if you do break a mirror should we expect bad luck their answer is no now realize whatever you believe that becomes your faith but God did not give us that spirit of fear but also realize this believers must not give any power in created things, but we need to give all power to the creator. 
we're not depending upon fear, but we're going on faith. So you can read Colossians 2 and 8. We want to think about divination. Divination is an attempt to divine or foretelling of the future through some of the practices such as this, astrology, horoscopes, hmm. palm reading, psychic game. I'm going to stop right there. Unfortunately, there are many, many, many believers. They love the Lord, but they are still reading horoscopes. Now, they say, well, you know, it's nothing wrong with reading a horoscope. And then also, this will happen. They may have been exposed to a horoscope. And they've read something, and it seemed like what they read is actually true that happened that particular day or whatever day that they've read it. But we have to realize, first and foremost, just like how God, he already knows your plans in life. But what we have to remember also is realize this. The devil will create something that's so similar to what you're dealing with or what you're going through that he knows that he can make you be enticed by reading those horoscopes. Even even looking at the signs of people that say, well, you know, what's your zodiac, zodiac sign? Stuff like that. Those things are designed by Satan to lure you from your trust in God to your trust in those astrologies or horoscopes. So we have to remember those things are not are not authorized by God. But you think about this. Something just as what some people would consider small. I tell you something else that some people look forward to. Fortune cookies. Same thing. Fortune cookies, so many people, they'll live, they'll live their life even looking forward to fortune cookies to see, hmm, when this says I'm going to have a bad day or this one says I'm going to meet somebody special. So you know what happens? They'll get that fortune cookie, they'll read it, and then they look or they expect. They're living with expectations on what they read. And what happened, you end up looking forward to what you read through the fortune cookie versus what God had already promised you. If you obey him, if you trust him, if you be obedient. But the devil knows how he can try to hook you. And unfortunately, what we have to realize is subtle. Something, it seems so innocent. But I'm going to tell you this. Let me tell you 
if you want to know if you have mm, a stronghold or if you have an addiction to it, if you are participating in reading horoscopes or zodiac signs, whatever, if you're used to doing that every day, try this. Try to stop doing it for a week. Think about that. Try to stop that for a week. And when you feel that, I, I, just, I just got to do it, you know. I just got to read it. If you feel that, you know, uh, I, I need to know what's going on. That's letting you know that you now have become emotionally attached to what you're reading or emotionally attached to depending upon reading those horoscopes, uh, fortune cookies, or even, like I said, going to palm readers, going to psychics. Those things are giving you a false representation of your future when God already not just knows your future, he created your future. So we have to realize those things are not of God. It may seem, quote unquote, in your eyesight, innocent, but it's actually detrimental to your soul. So those things we have to stay away from. The Bible tells us in Jeremiah 29 and 8, do not let the prophets or diviners diviners amongst you deceive you. That's Jeremiah 29 and 8. Another thing, spiritism. Spiritism is an attempt to communicate with the unseen world through the following. Channeling. Channeling is a spirit guide or medium channel information from the spirit world of a dead person to the person seeking to communicate. In other words, when someone want to communicate with a dead person or a loss of a loved one, familiar spirits, a familiar companion spirit is usually embodied in a small animal and is held to serve and protect a person. Another thing, spiritism, Halloween. That's the day that we celebrated a couple of days ago. They normally call that the day of the dead. The darkest day of the year for the underworld occurs when spirits of the dead are believed to roam the earth and commit violent acts and when occult practices are used for power and protection. So in other words, you got to think about that. I'm going to stop right there the Halloween just for a second. And if you notice, they want us to celebrate it. And unfortunately, if you notice what happened, actually, it's so much into that day of Halloween, and of course they call it the Day of the Dead. Actually, from what we've been 
what we've been told is innocent. It's about mass. It's about candy. Listen, trick or treat. Trick or treat. And we give sweets. We're gonna, I'm actually, um, next couple of days, I'm going to create a specific show just talking about Halloween, even though it passed a couple of days ago, but we need to be informed about that. So I'm going to let y'all know when exactly I'm going to do it. So please continue to listen to the show because that needed its own episode. But going to communicating with the dead, or some people know it as mediums. What I found out, I found out that the Bible already told us that there's a great gold fix. Matter of fact, when Lazarus, when the rich man and Lazarus were alive, the rich man treated Lazarus bad. Matter of fact, he didn't feed him, and the dogs came and licked the sores off of Lazarus. But eventually, when they died, Lazarus was in Abraham's bosom, but that rich man died and he lifted up his eyes in hell. And so what did he want? He wanted to have a message to go back to his brothers. And it was already told that there's a great gulf fix. So what we have to realize, when we try to, or if you know somebody that tried to communicate with the dead, what happened, they actually speaking to an evil spirit. What happened? The devil is trying to get into you. So what he'll do, he'll have one of his imps, an evil spirit, to put on the face of the person that we love that had gone on. And so we thinking that it's that person, but in fact, it's an evil spirit. So we have to make sure that when it pertains to those that have gone on, we don't communicate. Matter of fact, I'm going to share this with you. Matter of fact, I'm going to pull it up right now. Matter of fact, here it is. This question came up. The question was, is there any harm in seeking help to communicate with loved ones who have died? Is there any harm? And the answer is yes. This occult practice is not only forbidden by God, but it also opens the door to being defiled by demonic spirits. Leviticus 19 and 31 tells us, do not turn to mediums or give out spiritists for you to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. I'm going to go down. There's there's a little key thing I want to pull up that really caught my attention. And I know this is a an hour show, but I'm going to try to make it real fast as possible. Okay, well, I'm I'm just going to I'm just going to go ahead and just say it. 
Okay. I'm going to say it off the top of my head. But what happened, Saul, Saul, when Saul, Saul was trying to communicate, I ain't going to say try, he did, he communicated with different mediums and stuff. He communicated with psychics and all those things. And what happened, he ended up speaking to an evil spirit. He spoke to an evil spirit. And what happened, this is the key thing. He was trying to, at one point, speak. And they said that the spirit came from above the earth. Now, the key thing was that person... If he came from above the earth, what's underneath the earth? Hell. It did not say he came from above heaven. That person that he was trying to communicate with, which was Samuel, did not come from, now Samuel was a man of God. When he lived, but after he died, even when Saul tried to communicate, it said it came from Above, excuse me, below the earth. Now, if it is, was if it was truly Samuel, and Samuel was a man of God, he would have came from above the earth, which was would have came down from heaven. But it did not say that. The Bible did not say that. It said that he came from below the earth. Which lets you know that that was an evil spirit. Matter of fact, here it is. I found it. We have to remember. First, the spirit was ascended out of earth. Those who believe that when they when you die, your spirit goes up to heaven, have to ask themselves, why was Samuel's spirit coming up from the earth rather than down from heaven. The second thing, when the spirit speaks to Saul and gives a prediction, the spirit said, tomorrow you and your sons will be with me. Now think about this. If Samuel is a good man and a prophet of the Lord, which which he was, Isn't he supposed to be in heaven? The answer is yes. If we assume that the spirit of Samuel is in heaven, then how can Saul, who was rebellion against the Lord, also end up where Samuel is the next day? It seems the spirit is a lying spirit. Because it is. So realizing that evil spirit tried to mask itself to deceive Saul, and he was a wicked man. So the answer in the Bible, going to 1 Corinthians 10, 13, and 14, Saul died because he was unfaithful to the Lord. He did not keep the word of the Lord and even consulted mediums for guidance. 
and did not inquire for the Lord of the Lord. The medium spirit was an imposter, but scripture clearly states that Saul did not inquire of the Lord. So we have to remember those things are very dangerous when we try to communicate to those who have passed on. We cannot do that. That is an evil spirit. The next thing magic, sorcery, or attempts to control the natural world by invoking supernatural powers from spirit worlds through different practices. Uh, They called it black magic, which intended for evil. Several spiritual powers for evil. Also, white magic. They call it different color, white or black, but just like we were saying about good luck, bad luck, it's all bad. It's all ungodly. So we have to remember that. When it comes down to magic, when it comes down to stuff like that, those things we need to stay away from. Also, I'm going to tell you like this. I was speaking earlier how the devil would try to use something so subtle to try to get into your gate, get into your spirit, man. Even something so as subtle as certain TV shows or movies. Look at, matter of fact, Fox. Fox has a show called Lucifer. Lucifer, they trying to have it where he's an ordinary person that does good. But think about what is the name of the character, Lucifer. Satan himself. A couple years ago, they had a show called Charmed. Same thing. Also, kids show. A kids movie. Shrek. Now, looking at that movie, it seemed innocent. But when you really pay attention to it, number one, there are some subliminal messages in there. But also, the main character... Shrek. When you look at that word, what is Shrek? Shrek is an evil spirit. Hmm. So if you notice, you have to be mindful, not just on what you watch as an adult, but what your children watch too. <clears throat> so we got to be mindful of that because the devil is trying every way possible to lure us from God. So when we look at look at the word witchcraft. Witchcraft is actually an old English word that comes from Wicca. Wicca meaning a witch. Witchcraft is the use of sorcery or magic by means of objects or sayings to control people or forces of nature. They could be the same thing as voodoo dolls, they could be the same thing as locks of hair, chicken bones, clothing. Also, not just pertaining to objects, but something else. Listen, chants, charms, spells, 
curses, calling up spirits. We have to remember those things are witchcraft. And not only witchcraft will we think about, you know, hocus pocus, but something else. Even control or manipulation. That is a form of witchcraft. Witchcraft, a person can practice witchcraft without having on a witch's hat. Any type of control, not just physical control, but manipulation, mind games, those are witchcraft. And we cannot participate in that. Also, let's look at this. We're going we're gonna to get ready to go to line in a second. Some of the things that we have to look at when it boils down to it, let's first consult God and ask God, first of all, is this right? Because remember this, we are spirit beings. Even though we're living in a fleshly body, we're living in a physical world, but we are spirit beings. So the devil is trying to control us and also, think about this. In the spirit world, the devil is trying his best to have us to worship him, but also to gain access to us subtly. Like I said, we have to be mindful on our gates. What we watch, what we listen to, what we say, what we touch, what we Imagine we have to be mindful of every one of those things. And I found out this. Let me tell you how strong, uh, how how manipulative he is. It's funny. Anything that's bad, we can remember it just like that. Think about this. <clears throat> you could be 50 years old. You could be 25 years old. You can remember someone saying something bad, or you can even think about some type of pornography that you might have seen when you were a kid. You can have that engraved in your head and probably never forget it. But on the other hand, we can't even remember what the message was last week at church. See anything anything that is bad or anything that is that is fleshly, the devil gonna always try to make us remember those things. That's why we have to remember the the soul the soul and the flesh are fighting. The spirit man is fighting the flesh daily, but we have to make sure that we center ourselves around healthy people, godly people, also those that's going to help us to be responsible and hold us accountable for those things so that way we won't end up participating in things that are ungodly. The Bible clearly states that occult activity is real and it's the work of Satan and his demons. Even the Pharisees recognized this truth and sought to accuse Jesus of using the the demons to heal the blind man and the mute. We have to remember this. Occult phenomena are real, 
but the source is not of God. Occult powers are evil. Occult involvement is a progressive. Occult, they practice things. They, they bring a person under Satan's control. They participate to bring people into Satan's control. Occult practice run counter against God's word. Occult involvement breeds rebellion against God. And also occult practices and involvements in them are detestable to God. We have to remember Matthew 9 and 34. The Pharisees said, it is by the prince of demons that he drives them out. So the question is, with those type of activities, the occult, witchcraft, and all this stuff, should we be afraid? As believers, should we be afraid? The answer is no. There is no reason to fear the occult as long as you avoid involvement and rely on the indwelling power of Jesus Christ to overcome evil. We have to remember this. Second Timothy 1 and 7 says, God did not give us the spirit of fear or timidness, but of power, love, and of self-discipline. Also, we have to remember this. We have to remember to rely upon God and his word and his truth. But also, we have to remember, there are some things that we might have done unknowingly. There might have been some things that we might have participated unknowingly. I know growing up, I looked at horoscopes and everything before I came under the knowledge of God. But when I became aware of it, what did I have to do? I had to repent. I repented and also I realized not only it was not it was not good, but also not only me staying away from it, but I had to educate others too. Because sometimes we do things unknowingly. Sometimes we do things because of the lack of knowledge. Sometimes we do it because it, it, it seemed innocent, you know. But in fact, the devil used something so subtle to move us away from God. Right now, I'm going to go to the line. Okay. Like they, they hung up. Okay. Well, either way, like somebody is on the line. And uh, for those who want to say something, you're welcome to at this time. Matter of fact. Okay. No, just one. Okay. All right. Well, what we're going to do, we're going to continue. We got a few more minutes before we get off the air. But listen to this. The truth about witchcraft, God's heart on witchcraft. What does God's word say about witchcraft? Witchcraft is forbidden by God. You can go to Deuteronomy 18 and 10. Witchcraft angers God. Second Chronicles 33 and 6. Witchcraft will be destroyed by God. That's Micah 5 and 12. 
I'll read they said, I will destroy the witchcraft and you will no longer cast spells. Also, witchcraft it kills or destroys peace. Witchcraft enslaves people. Like I said, even if you know someone that is being controlled, which is a part of witchcraft, you think about somebody that you know that has that is trying to control someone, someone that might have been in a an abusive or unhealthy relationship. If they felt control, if they were in, if they were enslaved by someone, think about them. Were they at peace? The answer is no. But also, witchcraft is a bear to entering the kingdom of God. It's a barrier. It's a blocker. So we have to remember the devil is trying so badly to remove us from God's love, God's influence. And the devil knows the devil knows the heart or the plans that God have for us, and he tried to remove that from us. So we have to remember we have to we have to repent and also to it's to rebel to turn away, fight back or drive back. We have to keep ourselves away from those things that we know that are unlike God. We have to renounce any involvement with any type of occult or witchcraft, even the slightest. It doesn't matter. Remember, like I said, all it takes just a small one, just a little itty bitty, and it will eventually grow. It's just like somebody being a little pregnant. There is no one that will just be a little pregnant. Eventually, nature will happen where that small pregnancy will now be blown into full term. So we have to make sure even the slightest avoid any type of activity that we know that is unlike God. Also, recognize your enemy, Satan. We have to recognize, we have to be on guard, we have to be alert, because he's going to try every device. That's his assignment, but we have to be on our assignment. We have to be on post to be conscious of the devil's trap. Also, we have to remove all objects that's related to that specific occult or witchcraft. Um, some people, matter of fact, um, a couple of years ago, I went to someone's home and they had a a statue of Buddha right there, and it was a Christian. But we have to remember that right there. We got we got to get that out, regardless. Oh, wait, it's just a it's just a pretty statue. You know, it don't mean no harm. No, no, no. You don't know what it represents. So anything that you know, when you become aware of it, get rid of it. It could be a statue. It could be, you might have a, like I said earlier, a rabbit's foot. Mm, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Anything you put your hope or your uh, luck in, you have to get rid of it. Listen, 
we go by faith. The Bible tells us to walk by faith, not by sight. In other words, we're relying upon God, but what happened, we sometimes put our stock or our trust in things or in people. I'm going to tell you this. There are some people even going to church to hear prophecy. And it may be a man or a woman of God that is a true prophet. But someone going there, not to listen to the word of God, but to find out instead of them seeking God, they'll seek the prophet or prophetess. And so what happened, that prophet may give them a word from God. But what happened, instead of them seeking God and relying upon God, what happened, that person now is relying upon that prophecy or that prophet continuously. So what we have to do, we have to remember that we can even make people get into the place of God. People can actually do that, but we have to be responsible to realize, first and foremost, God is not going to tell somebody to tell you something without first for one of you first. When God has people to tell you something, people should give you confirmation. Anytime people tell you something that is thus says the Lord and there's confusion, you better check it out. The Bible tells us to try the spirit by the spirit. So we have to be aware that the devil going to try to do things to bring division, to bring chaos, to bring confusion. That's his job. So we have to realize whenever the devil tries to come to bring something that seems that it don't match up, check it out. Because it could be something that God did not authorize. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to stop right there because it's so much. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to send a link to this part. I'm going to send a link on the episode for those who may want to read more. Because it's so much, but we have to be aware, first and foremost, we got to examine everything. You know, some people say, well, that's my lucky shirt I'm aware of. Uh-uh. I don't care if it's good or bad. If it's something that will make you not rely or trust in God, you got to leave it alone. Don't let anything separate you from the love of God or even anybody separate you from the love of God. So like I said, if you participated in those things in the past, don't feel like, well, you know, God will never forgive me. No, you can repent. God wants you to give up those things, but also realize this. God wants you to know that he died for you and he died for the sins that you involved in. So if you have a question, could my past involvement with demons and witchcraft, would they separate me from the love of God? The answer is no. So we have to remember, even Romans 8, 39, excuse me, 38 and 39, it tells us, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither the present nor the future, 
nor any power, neither heights or depths, or anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus, Christ Jesus, our Lord. So no matter what, if you can if you can repent, if you can repent, and guess what? You can repent. If you can repent, give your life over to God. Realize that he can help you. He want to forgive you. But also, not just him forgive you, but also you forgive yourself. Don't blame yourself. Like I said, sometimes we might have done something knowingly or unknowingly. But no matter what it was, we can give it to God. Know that he wants to forgive us and he wants us to have that relationship with him. So if there's anyone, even in your circle of friends, if you know that they are involved in it, it's best for you to let them be aware. But also, you don't, from this point on, you be aware that the devil may try to use you to play with your emotions to entangle you back into that. Because remember this, when God delivers you from something, we have to be aware that the devil going to try to lure us back. But remember this, anytime God delivers us from something, the devil going to try to fight even harder to lure us back, and he'll bring seven times more with him. So we have to be very aware we cannot participate in those things. And once we, we have participated in the past and we ask God to forgive us, no matter if it is, it could be pertaining to witchcraft or even something else that God delivered you from. Make sure that you don't go back into it because it can be that much harder. So know that the devil is trying so badly to take over your mind, take over your soul, take control of you, and know that God is here to help and deliver you from whatever situation you might have dealt with. But also, even though things you may need prayer, you may want to just touch and agree on something. We're here to pray with you, and we're here to pray for you. It may be someone that may not be saved. Know that Romans 10 and 9 tell us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ, thou Savior, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. No matter what it is, no matter what you are in, what you were in, God is here to help you, and God wants you to accept him. In your, as your personal Savior. And listen, you don't have to wait to get it right to get to God. He wants you to come as you are. I don't care if you're broken. I don't care if you're confused. You're welcome to come to him. And don't let anything or anybody make you feel that you're exempt from God's love, from God's forgiveness, from God's grace. Also, just in case, you were in fellowship with God, and you might have backslid. The Bible tells us that he's married to the backslider. So don't let anything, don't let your past, don't let your current situation, don't let any person tell you, well, you know, uh, you, you got to do, do this and you got to do that in order to get it right with God. 
No, your first thing you need to do and the only thing you need to do is repent. But the second way is to accept what he did on the cross specifically for you. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for another chance, God. God, we ask you, Lord, to forgive us if there's anything that we said or done or thought or felt that was unlike you, God. God, we ask you for your forgiveness, and we receive your forgiveness, and we thank you for your forgiveness. God, we thank you, Lord, for dying upon the cross for all of our sins, God. God, even the sins that we did knowingly or unknowingly, God. God, we thank you, Lord. God, we ask you, Lord, those who may have been into some type of occult or some type of witchcraft, God, we speaking, God, that you, first of all, God, forgive us, God. And, God, we ask you, Lord, God, to break those chains, God, those who may be dealing with it right now, God. God, there may be a stronghold, God. God, we speaking, God, that you deliver them, God, and break those chains right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And say about everything you stand for, we bound every problem, bound every confusion right now. In the name of Jesus, take your hands off of God's people and off of God's property right now. In the, in the name of Jesus, we send you back to the pits of hell. We counsel your assignment right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we speaking, God, for those who may be sick, God, those who may be going through a situation right now, God, God, let them know, God, that you have never left them, God. God, let them know, God, they can rely and trust on you right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we speaking, God, somebody that may be dealing with mind issues, God, a uh, little like they're being easily manipulated, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you help them, God, to center them, God, in your word right now, God. Give them that desire to seek you like never before, God. Build up their courage right now. Build up their esteem, God, and help them to realize, God, that they can trust in you. They can rely upon you right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we're even speaking to every generation of courage that the devil may try to put forth, God. Counseling right now in the name of Jesus. Every stronghold we send it back to the pits of hell right now in the name of Jesus. And we give you the glory, we give you the honor, we give you the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in and listened to the show. My name is Brother Prater. Feel free to contact me on Facebook. You can read my daily devotions or videos on my page. Or you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, or you can go to my website. It's www.brotherprater.org. You will see my dated devotions and upcoming events and personal appearances. Or you can go to my store section on my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to God of Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was, to, was written to applaud the fathers who are taking care of their responsibilities to educate and challenge those who are not, and to give single women a way to identify the qualities of a potential future husband and or father to present or future children. I want to thank each and everyone who tuned in to the show. Thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart radio program. God bless you and good night. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. 
Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.